Welcome everybody to the Film Ironic Podcast. Thank you for joining us this evening. My name is Awesome here with my little compatriot TJ. TJ, tell the world hello. Hello world, how's everybody doing out there? It would be interesting if there was a way for them the minute we answer, just all of a sudden they were... Right. That we asked, they were answering yeah. immediately. Find Although, a way. Find a way, people. Find a way to comment exactly at the moment. Put the timestamp in your comment. The exact moment that you're responding to us right now so that we know what you're responding to. At minute uh, 45 seconds you said hello, I'd like to say hello back. Hello back, yes. <laughs> Although, just imagine, how terrifying would it be if like, we say that and then from behind us whisper, hello. <laughs> yeah, right. What? <laughs> oh my god, I almost blew our one F word that we Oh, yeah, that's right. You gotta, be, you gotta be judicious about that. Yes, I only, we only get the one F yep. word. That's right. This is this is a family friendly podcast. PG thirteen. Yes. Everyone knows that in the PG thirteen you get one f bomb. So one. We're not. If we're, I'll probably be the one using it most. Of I time. imagine yes. Uh, to, unless unless somebody really did sneak up on us. And then, <laughs> who knows? I I do. Yeah, whoa! <laughs> yeah. Whoa! I might, I might turn into uh, who was it? That Bobby the Brain on like on commentary. Oh somebody. yeah. Snuck up on him and like took his jacket and he dropped an F bomb on air. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, TJ. Now that I have to be honest, now that I think back, I don't think I've ever heard you say the F word. Oh, ooh. this is weird. It is. It's rare. It's a rare. I have heard you curse. Yes. Now you don't. You don't have a salty mouth like I have a salty mouth. Mm-hmm. I. I think you know that. I think by now you've learned in the in the years of our friendship that. Yeah. Uh, Probably every fourth word that I say is some form of vulgarity. Hmm. Does that seem about a fair ratio? Yeah, yeah about twenty about twenty-five percent. Twenty twenty-five, thirty percent maybe, yeah. Yes. I think that's fair. My kids think it's hilarious because they tell me that I cuss without even realizing I'm doing it. Mm. And then they'll say that I said something I'm like, I didn't say that. And yeah. Like, yeah, you did. Play the tape back. <laughs> Apparently, yes, I'm just going to hire a stenographer to stay at right. home. Yep. Um, can you read that back to me, Glass? Janice, please, can yeah. you read that? I'm, <laughs> I'm being told some malarkey yeah, over yes. here. Uh, by the way, look up the definition of malarkey. I've done, by the way, uh, defining words for my kids. Ah. Uh, because I feel they're, the older two are 17 and 15. I don't yeah. feel, at this point in my life, if I say a word, right. you understand context clues, you've yep. learned Figure out. Yeah, you can figure out the gist of it. And you know what? We have these these devices nowadays that will tell us pretty much whatever we like to know. It does make you feel really rude though to tell someone to Google it. it. It's true. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. Like Google it, bro. Yeah, it's true. Uh, So we are here tonight. Right now, we're watching the what is it? The the pre-show. Yeah. So we always watch something here on the film Ironic Podcast. We're yes. we're we're big wrestling guys. We're big wrestling fans. We're excited for AEW Full Gear. Yes. Which will uh which um we're actually going to do will be before this one. You'll hear yeah. it probably before. Uh we're actually Time going to record travel. one of our podcasts about it. But we're watching the pre-show. So there's Adam Cole, there's the Young Bucks. So if you you enjoy wrestling Yes. Uh, go back, listen to the podcast like right before this one. Yeah. And it was about the main event of yes. AEW Full Gear, which was Hangman Adam Page versus 
the best bout machine. Yes. Kenny Omega for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. That's right. If that if, if that doesn't twist your nethers in any form or fashion that's pleasant, then by all means, just just keep listening now. Yeah. But when this is done, if you're interested, don't don't leave now. Yeah, don't stop Wait, listening to this. Finish you've, this one. You've made your choice. You've you've gotten this far into an episode. Continue <laughs> listening the rest of the way to you this episode. It. But then, but then we Adam have, Cole, baby, your way over. Yeah, you know what's really great. I love it when Jr. will say Adam Cole, baby. Yes, it sounds so unnatural. Yep, and so weird. Also, I like how cranky Jr. is. My yes. entire life until AEW, I imagined that Jim Ross, good old Jr., was just as like nice. Yeah, kind of, kind of soft-spoken, like country bumpkin kind of dude. Yeah, uh, and I say that the nicest thing. He, uh, I lived in Oklahoma. He grew up in Oklahoma. Right. Big, so I have some of the same kind of like inclinations as he does, even yep. if I'm a little bit more boisterous. Um, but he's just the crankiest dude in the world. He's sassy yep. all the time, and he's just giving it to him. And I, I, I do. I love yep. every. I, it sounds like I'm complaining. No, also, Jr. Jr. Really doesn't like it when the internet complains at him about things. Yes. Apparently that makes him super cranky. Yes, which is all the more fantastic. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, and he does try. He does try at times to like kind of poke fun at it, but in a way that you can totally tell it's he's like, not a fan. It's <laughs> like when uh, that Eminem album, the Kamikaze, mm. where he was trying to say that it didn't bother. Oh him, yeah, that people didn't yep. like revival. Yep, but it was very clear if you listened to any song on that album. Yeah. It he was super mad yep. that people did not like yep. Revival. Nothing, nothing says, I, I'm not bothered by this, by go, like going out of your way to talk about how much you're not bothered by it. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. Let me, just, let me just explain in excruciating detail why it doesn't bother me. I don't care that you didn't like Revival, but let me tell you why your stupid Revival's the best rap album ever made. Right. Which, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you. I don't know why it never hit my radar. I love Eminem. I listened. I have all of, almost all of his albums. I've listened to them all. Yeah. Except Revival. Oh yeah. I can't remember hearing anything from mm-hmm. Revival. I think I hear. I heard that River song. Wasn't it like <sighs> the River yeah. has Ed Sheeran's in it? Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there was any like. Either, either way. I, I can't, and that's probably not a good sign either, that I can't think of, okay, like, yeah. what was a song that came from that album. That Although, I got, but, if, but just to say, even though we kind of, we can't, you can't poke fun at Eminem too much, he doesn't like it. Yeah. We, I should point out, Kamikaze was fire. Uh, music to be Murdered by, also fire. Fair. Side B, more fire. Yeah. And I'm still real mad that, I'm still upset that... I have for me to get side B. I have to again buy side A. Mm-hmm. So Eminem, if it somehow reaches your ears, if you could release just side B, stand. I already have side A. Yep. I don't need music to be murdered by. I get that it's like a deluxe version. Yep. I don't want the deluxe version. I have the original. I just want the yep. new stuff. I preferably if you could put it out on like a vinyl. 
Like yeah. that would be that then comes with like a digital download coupon. And if he wants to just like ship it directly to you, like yeah. with a, a you know a handwritten note about how thankful. Or even if you just want to come like hang out and have like a fish dinner, I make <laughs> yeah. a nice bronzino. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm not asking too much. I'm, I'm open. Hit us up. Uh, at Phil Myronic or at TJ and Awesome, whatever. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat, whatever makes you feel fancy. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, trying to get uh, Eminem to be my new best friend aside. Right. Why don't, TJ, why don't you tell the world? What What are we really yeah. here for? <laughs> well, because it's not, it's not poking fun at JR and Eminem. Oh, there he is. There's JR, yep. cranky old man. Uh, it's not to talk about wrestling. What are we here to talk about tonight? What are we here to talk about? Well, uh, you might have noticed if you've read any of our uh, our many articles on uh, filmironic.com um, cheap plug for the I love for the dot com like um, it was almost almost a Mick Foley esque yeah, like right a, here in hopefully we got a cheap pop insert yeah, yeah insert like insert name of, of city here um, you might have noticed that we we like the the comic book I mean, movies we, we, we like the, the uh, yeah we we like a lot of and like many face. people, like many people, we're big. I at least I am. Yes, I'm a big MCU fan. I, I yeah. very much like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think going back to being a kid, I always chose Marvel over over DC. Sure. Uh, wh- which way did you go? Were you um, Marvel or you DC? Or were you well, like? Are you going to be different? I'm like I'm an image guy. I like, <laughs> no. I like Spawn. <laughs> I did like Spawn. <laughs> I, I won't lie, but um, I think. So I would say individually, Batman and uh, Green Lantern okay. are probably like my favorites. Okay. But I would say like overall, if you took like kind of an average, you know, yeah. those those two would be like the top top tier. I'm with you. But if you took kind of an average, I would say Marvel. You know, maybe none of them are are my my top two. I mean, Captain America's right there. You know, probably yeah. third. Yeah. Um, I so mean, maybe, you can't go wrong with Batman. I do like Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, I like to think of myself... If I if I got to be a lantern, I'd be an orange lantern. Mine! Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. Yup. There's only two people who don't... It's, I don't know if it's changed now. Yeah. But one of the coolest things was, in, in the DC Universe, there is only one orange... Or at least there was only one more. Oh, yeah. Remember his name? Oh. Is I didn't yeah. even give you a chance to answer because I assumed you were. <laughs> uh, his name is Larflees. He's the coolest character. I, I believe in the story he murdered the other Horned oh, Lanterns yeah. so that he could be the only he one. And so then he, he want, when he defeats someone and devours them, he will then create an orange construct of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the the Orange Lanterns are actually the the most numerous and the most powerful but there's right. only one actual lantern. Yeah. One and there was one guy. where, like, uh, because he spends all of his time with his ring just in the in the, his lantern. Yeah. Uh, I believe there was a there was a comic storyline where he had to pull it out and it was charged like nine thousand forty seven. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was like, "Whoa, dude! Like, take a break." That's, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I always found this a really ah. interesting thing that they did. Oh, that's a puppy. He's laughing. He's mad. That's okay though. Uh, he. What story? I think it was Blackest Night, and they needed to have. They were trying to defeat the black. Let's see, there's going to be someone in the comment. In, yeah, out in the world. It was like that's not exactly. Actually, how I, I actually, know exactly what happened, but 
I believe what happens it was like the Black Lanterns who were like kind of like zombie lanterns. Yeah. Not one hundred percent zombie lanterns. In order to do this, they had to have like deputy lanterns, yeah. and they had to convince Larflees to let someone else right. be a lantern. To, yeah. And you uh, do you know by chance? Do you have a guess? On who the other orange and it's he's a human. It's on Earth. I don't remember now. It was Lex Luthor. Oh, and that it makes was, sense. And so then, I don't. I think to this day, I don't think that they have said the the Orange Lantern oath. That it might have changed. I haven't yeah. actively read comic books in a long time. Um, but they asked Lex Luthor what uh, it was, what the oath was, and he was like, "All I have to say is it was very interesting." And I was yeah. like, "Ah, <laughs> right." Lex Luthor doesn't like to hold... Lex Luthor, if I've learned anything about him in my time reading and understanding and watching comic stuff, it, all he does is yes. run off at the mouth. Yeah. That is it. Anything he knows, he wants to let you know for sure. But now this one thing yep. that he knows that I really want to know, yeah. he's not telling me. Which, which makes me wonder, does he know it? <laughs> Did he just forget? I think that's and part of the just... thing. <laughs> I think you put the ring on and it's just you get to know. Yeah. It's 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 super secret uh, rules, so. right? <laughs> but okay, but we're not here to talk about the lanterns. No, uh, we're here to talk about the MCU, right? Particularly, we're here to talk about something not in the MCU. Correct. Like I told you, when I was a kid, my my favorite comic book stuff were was was Marvel. I was yep. a huge uh, Spider Man. I loved Spider, like, especially in the nineties cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah. But. The only thing that was perhaps better than the 90s cartoon, particularly those episodes that had Blade in them, for mm. one. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Blade makes sense yeah. for a kid, but it was yep. awesome. It, they were. But the only thing that was slightly better was the X-Men cartoon. Yes. The 90s X-Men cartoon yeah. was the epitome of cool. Yes. When I was yep. seven years old. Uh, it was amazing. You remember yeah. that cartoon? Oh, yeah. I mean, the I, I feel like... Spider-Man was probably the first comic book superhero show that I got into, but X-Men was very close second after that. Like, I remember being a big fan of uh, Rogue, uh, Gambit, obviously. I mean, if you're a 90s kid, you have to To this day, Gambit is my favorite. You're kind of obligated if you grew up in the 90s to be a fan he of He is the coolest <laughs> like, character. He throws yeah. cards. He's got a stick that he whirls around that he can yep. like make explode into people's chests. He's a thief. He's got all the ladies. If there's any comic book character that's got game, it's Gambit. Yes, he's got that accent, that like Cajun accent. I'm not going to try. I, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, I, no. I'm good with accents, do, but I'm not going to try to do it. I don't do... I don't you know who's also not good with Cajun accents? Uh, was the dude who was Gambit in the Wolverine movie. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. He was in Friday Night Lights. I can't remember yeah. his name off the top of my head. Oh, but he yeah. also could not do a Cajun accent. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was trying to do a Cajun accent, but he could not. Right. That's not a good sign either when people listen to what you're saying and think, is he trying to do an accent now? Is, <laughs> is he doing this badly on purpose? Is it a bit? I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm not even sure if he's really trying to do an accent right now. That's a bad sign. That's, it's not a good yeah, sign. No, it's not. But, so to get back to it, one of the things that I think the world is really excited about, yeah. and the MCU fandom in particular, 
is how and when are the are the X-Men going to be incorporated into the MCU. So that's what we're going right. to talk about. We're going to talk about kind of the history of X-Men film-wise, like where it's at, why they're not in... Right. In, and, uh, and, and why it could happen. And why it could happen. Like now we're at a point where yeah. it actually could happen, um, and but it's, only, it's a matter of how to do yes. it. Yes. And so we're going to try to break down for us what we think the best way yeah. for that to be. Yep. So... For the for anyone not aware, which is probably no one, but you never know. Yeah. Um. Maybe maybe there was someone who was living in a rock, under a rock, from the year rock. like nineteen ninety. Yeah, they could be in a rock. I'm yeah. not gonna. My people, nice, people nice rock living lives. I mean, I'm not you know, judging. You got a nice uh, two bedroom, one bathroom, <laughs> hollow rock. You know that's cool. Yeah. Good for you. We're not gonna not gonna make fun of you for that. You're a homeowner. Come on. Um. In this economy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm with you. But any anywhere they can live, yeah. you just do what you have to do. Yeah, you do what you got. But X Men started. Now X Men. A lot of people will point to X Men as like really starting the boom yeah. of comic book movies, which I think is, I, which I think is fair. I think the more accurate film to point to is to really starting the point where comic book films that weren't Batman could be viable was yeah. Blade. Yes. Absolutely. I believe Blade came out first mm-hmm. in '97 or '98. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely before the first uh, X Men because X Men was like 2000. I yeah, mean, I say. It, it, that was that was '99, 2000. I yeah. think I think you're right with 2000, but it's one of them. But yep. Blade came out first. Right. Blade wasn't a huge hit, but it was it was really the first movie that had. Marvel imprinted on the front of it, right? And it was awesome. Yeah, it was, you had you had Wesley Snipes just being all Wesley Snipes, yep. and you can't ask more of Wesley Snipes than to be Wesley Snipes. That's right. Oh, that's not fair. I don't know if you've seen. That's not Wesley Snipes. We're sorry, Wesley Snipes. I actually think is a pretty good actor, especially yeah. more recently. If you watch that, like he was in, uh, he was in that Netflix movie Dolomite is My Name. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. he plays like he, the character he plays in that is very good. Yeah, and it's very it not, not Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Yeah, no. And I'm like, holy crap, Wesley Snipes can act as right. not Wesley Snipes. Well, I, th- I think sometimes it's like, when was the last time you saw a Wesley Snipes movie where he wasn't just like himself? <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, like, you see that. There are those like, stories oh. from like the 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 Blade Trinity where Wesley Snipes on set wouldn't let people call him. Anything other yes. than Blade. Yeah. And he was like sending notes to the director, signed Blade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's... Pat Oswalt said that, I believe. Okay. But, I don't, so, we can believe him or not, but it sounds yeah. like a thing that would be... It seems believable. Yes. It's one of those that, like, even if it's not true, you kind of go, well, but I could see Wesley Snipes doing it. Yeah. Like... Yeah. So, if we're looking at time timeline-wise, right, Blade came first... Blade, like, really emblazoned that Marvel logo. Yep. People were like, oh, this could be, this this might be a thing. Yeah. But I wager that X-Men was a bit more of a risk mm-hmm. by Fox. Sure. Uh, Blade was a genre film yeah. that kind of, that, that didn't have as much comic book stink attached to it. Right. As something like X-Men. And it didn't feel like they were really trying to franchise 
Blade. As yeah. well. I mean, obviously they had sequels and stuff, but it didn't feel like, you know... They the movie had felt self-contained. Yeah, it felt like it, they could have just had one Blade movie and then it was successful enough that they made sequels, as opposed to X-Men, I feel like they made that first film with the intention oh, of right. it being yes. a, a franchise and, and the intention that they would go on to make more. Um, and so, yeah, X-Men felt like the first kind of stab at like franchising mm-hmm. a Marvel property and making it, um, you know, a bigger than just... audiences. Yeah. And so I think if we say that, like, Blade was the spark... That started yep. the fire. I think it's also fair to say that the X Men, the, the original X Men movie, was like gasoline that then got poured yep. on the fire. Yeah. So we never would have gotten to X Men, I don't think, if it wasn't for Blade. Yeah. But the the boom of comic books wouldn't comic book movies rather wouldn't right. have gotten as prolific had X Men not been such a huge hit. And, yeah. then X, and then that led to, to Spider-Man, X2, mm-hmm. United, which I say to this day, one of the best comic book movies like, yeah. ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, even though some of, the, some of the special effects don't 100% well, live up. But again, the movie was made, that movie was made like 2002 or 2003. Right. Something along those lines. You want to talk about special effects that don't hold up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's... There's some special effects in Blade that don't hold up. That's uh, Although I did just yeah. watch, my son and I, my oldest son and I watched Blade a few months. I loved it. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to watch Blade 2 soon and uh, mm. rap every lyric to that most death song. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eye Against Eye. I could do it right now. I'm not gonna. But <laughs> I just it. want everyone to know that if I wanted to, we get a takedown notice direct from most death. Like he, like, not even, well, I don't not think even his record label or anything. He would just, he would just send not, it to can us. Can not do this? Don't no. Like I appreciate that. that you're a fan. I don't mm-hmm. go by most death anymore. I don't know what his name is, but I'm pretty sure he does. It's, he doesn't go by most death anymore. But but that my bad rapping aside. Yeah. Uh, X Men was really the thing that jump started. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we got obligatory sequels. Yep. And in a different way from the MCU, and I think even like the Batman films, which were really popular at the same time, right. those films had a very forward, upward momentum kind of trajectory. Mm-hmm. Whereas the MCU, oh, I like these guys, the acclaimed are coming out now. You yeah. don't know AEW, the acclaimed. They are very underrated. They need, uh, everyone should give them more attention for what they're doing. I yeah. think they're fantastic. Yeah. It's a good gimmick that hasn't really been done or done it's, well. You know what it is? It's, it's, it's Enzo and Cass, except they can actually wrestle <laughs> and like, aren't, like, you don't get the feeling that they're like, just incredible douchebags in real life. You know what I mean? Like, like, you actually kind of think, oh, like, these guys, you know, it's an act. It's, it, you yes, know, they're good yes. at this, but it's it's not... And zone cast were just, unless they were naming off cheeses in Wisconsin, they're just the worst. Right. And 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 the most important thing is, the the one who doesn't do most of the talking can actually wrestle. That's true. That's which true. which cannot be said, unfortunately, of... That's but it, as, we can't go yeah. down the pro wrestling anyway. rabbit hole. We're talking about the X-Men. Yes. So, like I was saying... Those films were very rocky. They were very up and down. 
Yeah. So you have X-Men, which I wouldn't say is a classic comic book movie, but it's fun. It, it really introduced the characters well. Yeah. It got everyone to understand. It did all the essential world building it needed yeah. in a fun way. Right. Um, X2, like I said, it's a, yeah. it's a diamond. Yeah. It was fantastic. Everything about X2, from the Wolverine subplot that mm-hmm. was vi- expertly told yes. but didn't overtake the main plot right. of everyone else and uh, Striker, um, Nightcrawler, like, and then they blended it together. Yep. It was just, it was just so. Wonderful. Yeah, X two is probably, probably the best to this day. Still, the best of the X Men movies. Um, but then you have the White Dog Turd. That yeah, is, that is X three. Right. Uh, the last sand. What is it with the third movie in trilogies? Just like it's they struggle bus all the time. <laughs> like they really do. They like how hard is it? I mean, I I, I I do I know it is hard. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not like I'm not unaware of these things. I know it is hard to bring a a multi film you know. Storyline and trajectory to a satisfying conclusion, but still, why is the third always the hardest? Right, I don't why, know. It's, why do they just? I don't. I don't know why. It, it, Godfather three, right? The worst. Alien three. Yeah. I think they try to pretend Alien three doesn't even exist. Right. Uh, sometimes you. Know, I think like the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I, I that's mean, a was, solid third. It was it was fine. I just I feel like so. But then modern day, you have Star uh, the third awful Star Wars yeah, the, the sequel, Star Wars sequel trilogy. That was yeah. that 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 was a fucking oh shit oh ah, see now I blew <laughs> I didn't even I, just even thinking about those oh, yeah. stupid Star Wars. I just thank to you, fair. George Lucas and Disney. I just blew my one f bomb on nothing. To be fair, though. Of all the things that would set you off, the third <laughs> sequel is probably so bad. Probably not a bad choice. I don't. We're gonna have to do a podcast episode one day on how bad that movie. I don't understand mm. how you can make a movie that is that uh, not like underwhelming. Yeah, like. The expectations that were heaped onto that movie, right. and then just it fell. It's like it's like eh, I'm just gonna do whatever I want and make my yeah. hipster bad guy into a good guy, right? Uh, and we'll just bring back the emperor because because uh, people like him, right? Zappy, 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 Palpatine. Yeah. What I don't want to. It's gonna make me mad. Right. I the point ru- is, I ruined my f bomb. I'm very unhappy now. The point is, though, third movies in trilogies are hard to do for some reason, and... And that holds up, because then... And so, starting with X3, there was a pretty big downfall. Yeah. Because X3, I stand White Dog Turd. Mm. I don't know what kind of turd Wolverine would be. Yeah. But I maybe one that's on fire... Uh, because Wolverine, or X-Men Origins Wolverine, sorry, right. let, me, let me say the name of this abomination Before, correctly, yeah. was just terrible. Yeah. Now, it was, it was, the only thing that was good is how earnest, uh, 
Hugh Jackman. Yes. Was, and that is the proper way to say it. It's yes. not Hugh Jackman, it's Hugh Jackman. That's right. In case, just making sure yes. you know what. Uh, that's the only thing that was redeeming. Like, yeah. he gave it his all. He got huge. Yes. Ripped for that movie. Uh, it was directed by Gavin Hood. Had a bunch of other people in it. Mm -hmm. uh, Agent Zero. But the uh, Gambit, that's where he made his only yes. film appearance. Yeah. Um, but the movie was just so... Uh, yeah. It was... It didn't break new ground. Right. They were telling us the same story that we had already seen play out expertly in yeah. X2. So why are you telling me the story of how Wolverine became Wolverine when I already saw the story of how Wolverine yeah. got his Wolverine claws? Right. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Also, to this, I don't understand. How does an adamantium bullet right. <laughs> in yeah. his brain yeah. cause him to forget? Yeah. Also, like, I get, he has an adamantium coating, so I don't think the adamantium yeah. bullet's going to go through the adamantium cell. Right. That's, that's, it's yeah. impenetrable. Right. No, uh, didn't make sense. And just, there were so many things that didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, why the Black Eyed Peas guy was there, Will I Am, right. for some reason, he's in the movie. Yep. He's apparently uh, Nightcrawler's dad, I guess. Yeah, right. Uh, Okay, I guess that we need, Yeah, because we needed that. Because that's that. a story. Yep. Uh, and then they just had so many... Like, they had the blob. And the blob was only there to get headbutted by Wolverine. Yep. Literally did nothing with one of, like, the cooler villains that exists. Yeah. Even though he's very silly. Sure. And nothing about that movie. It yeah. just... From it was unnecessary. It yes. was not particularly and it entertaining. it so good. Yeah. They, there were things that they could have done with that movie that would have worked a, a ton better. It, in the end, it was just a, a very misjudged yes. movie. Like, they really... It felt like they really had a sense of, we need to do something with this character yeah. while he's still popular, while he's still kind of culturally relevant. Yeah. And that was the best that they could come up with, I guess. Uh, and then, not, not particularly... No. It was, it was uninspired. It was... Uh, bad directing, uh, some bad uh, special effects. Go back to that scene where mm -hmm. Wolverine's claws come out and he cuts the 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 bath oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, sink. the sink in the bathroom. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did you do his claws so well in the previous three movies? Right. And now all of a sudden, uh, it's looking like you got the special effects budget from the Barney TV show. Right. To do his claws. Yeah. You could in the solo movie. You could have gotten the. Uh, you know, gone to the spirit Halloween store and get more realistic looking yes. claws <laughs> for for him to put on his hands. Yeah. So but I think we've ragged on that enough. Yeah. I mean we I could keep going, but we just could, for but the sake of my sanity, yours, yeah. Any listeners, let's not yeah. do that. Uh so then we go on. Uh I believe the next two I, I can't remember which one came first, but it was I it was the Wolverine and X Men First Class. Right. I think First Class came before The Wolverine, mm -hmm. but I'm not 100%. Yeah, I don't remember specifically. They both, they came out, like... So I was close at, to each other. They were so close to each other, and I was kind of at the point of, like, maybe we don't need to do any more of these. You know, like, I, I didn't really see them in the theater, so I don't remember specifically when they were released. But it was, it was definitely a time when it was, like, you kind of had to convince me to like X-Men movies again. And that, and, that is, and that is exactly what happens. 
And that is exactly what I think those two movies were doing. Right. They had there were two the two previous outings were so bad. Right. So lackluster. Mm-hmm. And they had lost pretty much all of the goodwill yeah. that the that the that the franchise had had. And you were having such success on the other side with the Batman movies. Right. Um, with Iron Man, with uh, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, until Spider-Man three, but let's the yeah. last. That's another. There you go. That's another bad. another third entry. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. They needed to figure out how to build that brand back up. Yeah, and it, and so they took the obviously the franchise character, the number one guy. They took Wolverine, yep. continued to spin him off, and gave us a much better film. Right. It still not as good as a Wolverine film could be, like we finally saw with Logan. Yeah, but. It was much better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Even if the villains were a little lackluster, yeah, the story uh, it was relied a, a little bit too too much on prior comic book knowledge. Sure, uh, but either way, uh, his I forget his like sidekick's name, oh. Yukio. So, yeah, I think something like I that. I think it was yeah. her name. She like the interactions that was very much like the. Like the the Jubilee Wolverine relationship yeah. from the cartoon, there was some fun action. The Silver Samurai, even though it came off really wonky, right? With, with once again adamantium destroying adamant didn't make any sense. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, uh, we're here. This is happening. And X Men First Class kind of was a prequel. Yeah, um, that kind of showed how. The X-Men originally came together with Professor Xavier right. and Magneto, and it tied in in a very, in what became uh, commonplace for the franchise, plugging the X-Men into events in world history, right. and this one being the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, and it was definitely, unlike X-Men Origins Wolverine, it was telling a, a new story mm-hmm. that we really, you know, we hadn't sort of seen... Um, and it was very personal. And yeah, and it, it, it kind of harkened back to X2, I think. It kind of, it, it was more meaningful than uh, than what they'd done previously. It was, it was kind of a, you got a sense that this film mattered in some bigger sense than yes, just yes. That, that movie. Um, and that was kind of important for continuing the franchise forward. They needed to establish, here's why you should care about this other yes. than... Ooh, that guy's got knives that come out of his hands. That's cool. <laughs> you know. And like, they, did, they did a lot of work in making, like, they rehabilitated the Beast character, which yeah. Beast, I thought, was really fun in X3, but he was just, it felt like he was just thrown in there. Right. But he, it, his character got some backstory. Mystique mm-hmm. was, like, completely revamped, especially after the, the, the very sad way she got written out yeah. in the third X-Men movie. Yep. Jennifer Lawrence was great in the role. I, I think Jennifer Lawrence is one of the best actresses that's going. I pretty much like everything she's done. I, except yeah. for that Mother movie. I don't know if you saw that. Did, I stopped watching that like halfway through. I did not. Yeah. I'm not going to go into that. Yep. But it, I don't think it really brought the audience back in full either of those movies, but no. it made audiences take notice again in a positive light. And they were like, oh, this could be cool. Right. It, it kind of opened the audience back up to, 
Yeah, I could, I could invest in X-Men movies again, as opposed to, you know, with X3 and... I do remember now, it was Wolver The Wolverine came after First Class. Okay. Because I, I the post-credits so. stinger was of The Wolverine, was Magneto and Professor X recruiting... Right, right, right. Recruiting Wolverine, mm -hmm. because this leads into the next movie, which is probably... I, I would stand is almost as good, if not as good, but in a very different way than X2. Right. Which was X-Men Days of Future Past. Right. Which takes kind of a seminal X-Men story mm -hmm. that I don't think anyone would have really looked at to make a movie out of. Right. And even though they had to change a lot about it, they sure. twisted things around, they used different characters. Like, in, in the comic books... The characters that go back in time were Bishop and, right, and Cable, uh, I think. Yeah, I think so. But in the movie, it was it was Wolverine. Yeah, With the idea that said, Wolverine was the only character who existed in all of the timelines. Right. So, and he's the only one because of his regeneration factor, he could withstand getting sent back in time mm -hmm. because for some reason, Kitty Pride was able to send. I, I don't remember the. How that happens? Oh yeah. But she sent him back in time. But whatever. Right. I, it did, all those little details aside, don't matter. We yeah. got to see the cool characters from the original trilogy that we like. Oh, yep. They're there. Iceman was there. Yep. Uh, we got new guys. We got Bishop. We got uh, Kitty Pride. Like I said. Yep. Um, it was really. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then they throw Wolverine back, and then you get to see Wolverine interacting with. The characters from first class, so it was right. merging them, and it was letting audiences know into this really fun way that these things are connected, yeah. kind of in a MCU kind of way. It's right. all connected, and and it, it made even if you hadn't seen uh, first class, it made the events of that film matter it more matter. than just a. A prequel, like, oh, we're just going back and filling in stuff that maybe you hadn't heard before. Yeah. It was, we're going back with the intention of changing the way that we go forward. Exactly. And yes. that was that was kind of the cool thing with Days of Future Past, and I think that was why it really established that, hey, X-Men movies can be, like, can be epic, good again. Epic, can, it can be epic in scale. Right. It can be just amazing. It took it back to that X2 level of quality. Right. That they hadn't been able to achieve, and I think arguably they hadn't really they haven't really achieved since. Yeah, I think unfortunately, yeah. yeah, they you know the whole idea of let's reboot the the franchise and let's bring in this new cast and let's do you know new things and, and more interesting things with it and allow them to go forward sounds great on paper. Yes. The the films that followed maybe weren't up to that level of expectation, but. Um, again, it, it did give us uh, kind of a, a blueprint for here's what X-Men films could do in terms of like the continuity, um, how we could make those yeah. stories interconnect and make them still matter. And now they can go, yeah. And so I think you're, and I think you're right because now with Days of Future Past, they hit a peak and they had been slowly rising and then you get that kind of roller coaster affecting it. You yeah. get Apocalypse, which eh. I, I don't think Apocalypse is 
bad, but I don't think it's great. It's just eh. Yeah, I, it's definitely better I than not. than The Last Stand and Wolverine, mm-hmm. but it's nowhere as good as the X Men could be. Right. And for following up something as good as Days of Future Past, made it feel even more like a disappointment. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't enjoy even one moment of Apocalypse. I did enjoy precisely one. Okay. It's when they are going to recruit. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed precisely one. Yes. When they're going to recruit, and, and I'll, I'll even I'll even ruin that one moment, moment of enjoyment. But still, uh, it's when they're going to recruit uh, Angel. Okay. And uh, he has he's in like the metal shop or whatever. Yeah. And he has Metallica playing on the radio, <laughs> and it's uh, it's the Four Horsemen. Oh, okay. Yeah. But little on even, the nose there. That's exactly why I was like, I I love this. He's listening to Metallica, and it's like area specific, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, and but he's and Archangel is without a doubt the coolest version of Angel. Let's yes, be honest. absolutely. I don't know if there's a lot of Angel fans out there. If there are, if you're listening, tell me what what do you like? What, what do you like? Regular about? like yeah. winged like Angel esque Angel, yeah, or like. Badass metal wings. Yes. Uh, just a just a burden against humanity. He's got a grudge. And he's taking yep. it out. That's my. That's Archangel yeah. is my jam. Yep. He was, yeah. He was my. He was. He was one of my favorites as a kid too. But so then, yeah, that that one moment of him listening to the Four Horsemen was like I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's way too on the nose. Like, Four Horsemen, oh, I get it. Oh, I see what you're doing there, movie. I'm not... So... I like this, but I don't like it. Yeah, and I think that's a a good way to describe X-Men Apocalypse. I liked it, but I don't like it. Yeah. And then we got uh, another high... We got more high points. We got two Deadpool movies. Right. Which definitely are X-Men movies, but they're also... Not, excellent. but they're they're self consciously like you know he goes yes. to the mansion and is like huh I'm seeing like why are you two the only guys right. that are ever here? the only ones who are ever here this oh, is yeah, and then they see them all like shh we're gonna close the door yeah, right <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't look there's no one else here <laughs> and yeah. you know there's those movies are successful Deadpool one I think is as good. As any X Men, it's but yeah. it's in a very different way. It's an R rated, uh, over the top action comedy fest. It's right. I love it. Deadpool two, also great. Didn't quite hit as high as Deadpool one, right. but not far off. If, if yeah. Deadpool one is a is an A plus, uh, Deadpool two is an A minus. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I'm, I'm still an A. I'm still right. happy with it. And then you get Logan. Yes. With Logan, to many. Is the greatest yeah. movie. And there was a lot of talk that, like, when it was coming out, because it got nominated for Oscars, right. which I actually think it should have won. Uh, I don't I don't believe it won, did it? I don't no, I, it I don't think so. Uh, but I, th- I remember thinking in the moment, like, when I heard there was, like, it should definitely win, and I looked at what it was up against. Best adapted screenplay, I think, is what mm-hmm. it was nominated for. It 100% should have It should have been yeah. nominated for more Academy Awards. But there still is that comic book stink. Right. Has to. Like, I don't know why Hugh Jackman didn't get an acting nom. Right. He was so good. Or Patrick Stewart for that. Oh, matter. Patrick Stewart like, was so as good. As a supporting actor. I love yeah. I love I love cussing angry Patrick yes. Stewart. Yes. Yep. Uh, very much like Jr. 
Right? There you go. There's <laughs> our synergy. We didn't bring that up for nothing. We had a point where we wanted to make. It just took us 20 minutes to get there. So, JR, if you haven't seen at JR's Barbecue, tell, tweet him. Remind, tell him to go watch Logan if he hasn't seen it. Yes. Draw a corollary. Yeah, right. Seeing himself in the MCU. But that's just, I mean, critically acclaimed people, credits are coming out. This isn't just a good comic book movie. It's a good movie. It's just a good movie, yeah. I'm like, well, that's something you could say about a lot of comic books. But whatever. Yeah. Let's let's not let the bias distract us there. But then you get the utter wreckage that was Dark Phoenix. Right. I don't know if you saw Dark. Did you see Dark Phoenix? Good. You didn't need to. Because it was just a cheap ripoff of Captain America Civil War done in a very less satisfying way. Yeah. Uh, I, I They had random aliens there for no reason. That shape-shifting aliens that uh, I, and everyone wanted the Shi'ar, but there was no Shi'ar. It yeah. was just... It was nonsense. I, I saw the marketing for that and I said, this is not a film I am going to see. <laughs> like, this, I am never going to see this. I think uh, I, I know exactly it. right now everything that they're going to do and I don't like any of it. Nope, so I, <laughs> I remember watching that movie and again, you watch that just like watching Wolverine. How can you do this so badly? Right. Especially, like, that is the one thing. They tease Dark Phoenix in X2 yeah. And they never lived up to that promise in X3. They just kind right. of, oh, I guess I have to do this. So Brett Ratner was yeah. the director of X3 because they switched. And Brett Ratner was like, well, I guess I have to do this. Fine, I'll do it. But right. he didn't do, he, they didn't do that storyline justice. No. You know what they also didn't do justice to? In Dark Phoenix. Right. I think we should just leave the Dark Phoenix storyline yeah. alone. Let's that not was, touch it anymore. I think that was part of the reason why I didn't want to see it either was... I, I had this feeling of like, this doesn't feel any more motivated or no. any more like fleshed out than they did the first time, exactly. and I didn't really like it the first time. No. So why would I want to sit through that again? Why would I want to do this? A Especially time? now, and it's the only thing that I have to watch. Right. Uh, yes, it was just. It is not a good movie, and I think there's a reason they kept. Uh, pushing that movie back, and it wasn't just right. because of the Disney Fox merger. It's because Disney saw that they had a turd, yeah. and they were like, "How can we polish this turd enough to?" I've, I, I normally don't do this, but I've called lots of things turds so far. Yes, um, but X Men's had a lot of turds. That's just it's the true. Way it is. I mean, just, and Disney yeah. didn't matter how much they polished that turd; they could never really get a good shine on it. Right, and it lost them so much. Money. Yeah, uh, it cost them a huge amount, and it's just not—it's not a good movie, like at all. Yeah, and that's—I think that pretty much brings us to like today to now, right? Where the only ongoing X-Men property is Deadpool, right? Feige and MCU have said that there will be a Deadpool three, right? Now, when there will be a Deadpool three, we yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, but any other, all the other X. Man stuff from X Force to James Franco's Multiple Man, uh, which if you didn't know that was a thing, yeah, for a while, yeah, uh, it's all scrapped. None right. of it's none of it, the Gambit movie, right. which they've been promising me for like since 2016, yes, which I still don't understand why I don't have. Listen, get Channing's Tatum on the phone. Yep, he will do it tomorrow. Yeah, maybe he's they, down to clown. 
if I know anything about Channing Tatum, is that he wants to throw on <laughs> yes. his southern accent. Yep. He's not. I don't think he'll do a great... I don't think he... Yeah. I think they're going to abandon the Cajun thing, but he's going to throw on his southern accent. He's right. going to throw some cards, and everyone is going to love it. And at a certain point, he might do some like Magic Mike dance moves, and you know who's also going to love that? Everyone, because right. it's awesome. Right. Yeah. So, and I think you're right in terms of um, James Tatum. Well, absolutely. For first, we need a Gambit movie. You are 100 yes. percent correct about All that. <laughs> um, but you're also correct in that now feels like a time where the 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 decks are clear. Yes. There's really nothing. I mean, Deadpool, of course, um, is still kind of out there, but there's there's a space here where Marvel and Disney, you know, they can kind of do what they want with it here because they're, you know, I mean, obviously the MCU. Um, not that they haven't done anything since Endgame, but they've been laying Marvel's a little. They have been laying groundwork. Yeah, Marvel's a little kind of you know. There's still plenty of open space yes. for them to create something. They've been so since Endgame happened. Every film from from Far From Home mm-hmm. to Shang Chi. I, I haven't seen the Eternals yet, but I assume it's going to be the same thing. To even the TV shows, yeah. as as fun as they've been, and like uh, we can go, you can go to filmironic.com. You can check out our reviews of Loki, which we are very effusive about. I right. love Loki. Yep, uh, they're great. But yeah. they were all setting the groundwork for the next set of stuff. Right. So they're setting the groundwork for the events to happen. Yeah, whether it be Julia Louis Dreyfus. Her character mm-hmm. um, showing up and just like being there and being a thing, right. and like being kind of like the villainous lady mm-hmm. uh, um, Samuel Jackson, <laughs> yeah. Nick Fury, Nick Fury. yeah, yep. being being that. Whether it be the opening of the multiverse, which I right. think is going to be key, yeah, for the X Men, right? Um, so I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you my theory. So in WandaVision... I thought that WandaVision was going to be acknowledging yes, the X-Men universe and was bringing mm-hmm. them because it was said that Evan Peters, Evan who Peters, was Quicksilver, was, right. was going to be cast and he was yep. going to play Quicksilver. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, okay, well now we don't need to worry because now the X-Men, like they're bringing them in. They're using right. WandaVision and if any character can do that, it's going to be WandaVision. Now my theory yeah. was she's, she had created this space for herself and her emotion at remembering her brother, missing her brother, was going to be so much that she was reaching out in the multiverse, yes. and she just grabbed another version, another version, and was like, you're yep. here now. Yep. Um, but that's not how that worked. No. Uh, they teased us, they yes. say, if I can... If it I was can, Yeah, if I can uh, loosely paraphrase from, uh, from Futurama, they raised our hopes and shattered them <laughs> quite expertly. <laughs> yes. Um, and it was... I admit, I was I was disappointed. Yeah. Um, it wasn't because again I had spent so much time, fifteen years, sixteen, yeah. however long, yeah. like investing in this X Men universe, and 
I think there's a big part of me, and there's a big. I think a lot of fans just don't want that to be over. Right. And with the idea of the multiverse being there, especially with Deadpool continuing on with Ryan Reynolds, yep. I think there's a lot of credence built up for figuring out how to merge these two, even if it's yes. not exact, even yeah. if it's not the exact same, because Days of Future Past set the precedent. Yes. Things mm-hmm. can change, and they're not necessarily going to be the same. Right. Um, and that's okay. And I think that's where we find ourselves now. Now, how the question that we have now is, we talked about how the X-Men got to the point where we're at today. Yep. We talked about what things look like uh, at the current moment with Deadpool, with mm-hmm. the Quicksilver tease. But how do we move on from this moment? Can we yes. even move on from this moment in a logical way? And my gut says yes. Yeah. And because of the multiverse. Right. Um, it's particularly because, and this is, might be a weird way to take it, because of No Way Home and Venom, the, mm-hmm. the Venom sequel. Right. Uh, in, this, in the tease, uh, the, the tag in the Venom sequel mm-hmm. was Venom and Eddie were like arguing, as right. they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then Venom was like opening up its cosmic knowledge and was going to let like Eddie Brock know some stuff. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're just transported from like the Venom-verse, is what, right. I, what mm-hmm. I call it, into the MCU. Right. Because when he plop when when Venom plops down, mm-hmm. Venom is looking at a TV, and Peter Parker is on the TV when right. he's exposed as being Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, ostensibly, I believe this is the same. I, I think they're going to tie it in and say this is the same moment as either when 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 uh, Sylvie and Loki. Uh-huh. When yep. she killed the Kang the Conqueror. Right. And also the same moment when uh, Scarlet Witch kind of yeah. touched on mm-hmm. and kind of opened up and kind of stuck her hand. And all these things, I think, like happened the at the same right. moment. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be very easy to say if all these things happen and then the multiverses are kind of colliding, which is what I think is going to happen in No Way Home. Right. I think in No Way Home, I think the multi the Spider Verse is right. what they're going to do, but it's yeah. the multiverse, but it's just Spider Man centric. Right, it's colliding. So you have all these characters, all these Spider Man characters from the other Spider Man movies mm-hmm. that are showing up, and there's been a lot of talk. Is Alfred Molina's Doc Ock that Doc Ock? Or right, it? right. No, I think it's legit Spider Man Two Doc Ock. Right, Electro was the Amazing Spider Man Electro. Yeah. Um, I think this is the perfect way to introduce the X-Men. Now, how and when do they come? I don't know. Is mm-hmm. it in a TV show? Probably in a movie would be a better place. Yeah. I, I, I think the best debut, honestly, would be like a surprise one, where you think like everything is just going to shit. They're going to lose. And right. then who shows up? Uh, Channing's Tatum uh, <laughs> right. with his deck of cards. Yes. Uh, Rogue, Iceman, you get all some of the cool characters yep. from the past, and you shove them in there, right. and, and you, you're telling there. me, I, I'll tell you right now, Jason Marsden is ripped, 
He's still ready to go. If you don't think he'd come back and be Cyclops tomorrow, True. you're insane. Right. And that's good. The only person they might have a problem getting is Huge Ackman. Yes. But Days of Future Past showed us you can change things. Yeah. So the whole multiverse bit of it, I don't know, different Wolverine. Right. It's. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably the smartest way going forward is. Like, you, you do want to pick, like, I would say pick and choose some people to bring back. But, yeah, you can also say, hey, like, maybe we have a couple of new characters that yes. we bring in in that way and, you know, establish going forward. Oh, we forgot about bizarre. the new mutants. We forgot about the new mutants. And the there's world a reason we forgot yeah, about that's, the that's new mutants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like, so then that way you can, you can pick and choose if it's, if you pull somebody from the New Mutants, if you pull somebody from the original No, it's not, no, it's no New Mutants. I'm not saying that they necessarily would, but if there's somebody that you like, you know, from that, if you can no, sift yeah. through the wreckage and kind of find somebody who's alright, and okay, we'll, we'll shine them up a little bit, we'll dust them off and we'll, we'll put them in this role. So I do, I do think that you're right. I think you are... I th and to my right, I think this is the best way. And I don't think anyone's going to see it coming. Because everyone is so focused on Spider-Man. And yeah. they're focused on Loki and what's going to happen in Doctor Strange. They're focused on uh, the Julia Louis-Dreyfus and her lady, right. uh, Nick Valentine. She yep. has a really long name. Valentina <laughs> something. I can't right. remember her whole name. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't Remember specifically, they're, but yeah. they're focused on all, particularly like Daredevil. Is Daredevil going to come back? I definitely think Daredevil is showing mm -hmm. up in No Way Home. I yeah. mean, I don't think I well, I think Matt Murdock will show up. I think Matt yes. Murdock is going to be Peter Parker's lawyer. Uh, uh, that's, yeah. that's the way I think it's going to happen. Yep, I could see that uh, for sure. So I don't think that we're going to get legit Daredevil, but we're going to yeah. get Matt Murdock. And if we get Matt Murdock, that means eventually we're going to get Daredevil's coming. Yeah, it's, it's, yep. it's going now. Yeah, uh, be that as it may. I think all this is distracting. Yeah. It is making the audience not think about the X-Men. Yes. And that is exactly what they want uh, so that they can surprise the MCU when mm -hmm. I would, and I think you're, I think you get a couple, I think you get like Iceman and Rogue and maybe Cyclops. Yeah. Get them to come back with uh, a character like Gambit who everyone wanted to see and then yeah. a couple other Characters that never got adapted to the screen or didn't get adapted very well, right? Or very prolifically, yeah. Uh, so you bring up, you establish the lines, mm -hmm. the connectivity with the established characters. You throw in some fan favorites that everyone's going to want to see, like Gambit, yeah. And then you throw in some new characters just because that's what Marvel likes. They like to introduce right. new stuff. You have them show up. When no one's expecting it, you have them help save the day, and now you have have that lead to a new trilogy of X-Men movies. How are the X-Men going to fit into this world that they've been pulled into? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think, and I, I think particularly this could work really well because the one thing that never really got explored when Fox controlled things was the cosmic side of the X-Men. Yes. And that is a huge part of X-Men lore. Yeah. Right? Um, from, uh, I can't remember, like, uh, Juggernaut's, his power came from, like, the, like some, like, 
Cosmic oh, Mystical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Uh, someone on the internet, please. I know <laughs> right, that right. you're out there, and I know that you're just... It's called this! But yes. I don't. I can't yeah. remember. No, I, I, my I mind is just a swirl with so many like useless pop culture facts that right. sometimes I can't open up the right file. Sometimes you you know you shake the the magic eight ball and it just says <laughs> ask again later. Yes, so yep, I get you. I'm with you. But I think I think this is the best way because I I legitimately don't think anyone's going to see it coming. Right. Um. I don't. And maybe it's maybe you don't have a huge team. Maybe you just have two or three. Yeah. show up and they're like oh crap what's this and then right. laser beams are shooting out of James Marsden's eyes yeah. Channing Tatum is throwing a, a kinetically charged card yep. and everyone was like holy yeah. that just happened right what what is this mutants no mutants one a thing. will see it coming and then it leads to a whole new avenue that the MCU can explore yeah and I and I think it might not be this exact. To me, this makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think maybe when like the next team up movie that they have, which I think is coming, yeah, I think there's going to be. A t- I think it'll be like a Thunderbolts kind of movie. Sure. But uh, either way, I think in that big team up movie, uh, the X Men show up at just mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and everyone's like, "Holy crap!" Right. This just happened. Yeah. And it's okay that they, and it will be okay that they weren't built up in the movie because it brings them there for you to establish them as characters to then explore in right. a series or another set of movies. Yeah, and it doesn't matter that the audience doesn't see it coming because nobody in the movie will be seeing it coming no. either. It won't be something that, you know, the characters themselves have been, you know, would have been able to, like, drop little hints and, you know, no. oh, this is coming because they won't have seen it coming either. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's I, that makes the most sense in terms of how to get the X-Men in. And, like you said, it doesn't have to be all of the X-Men no. at once. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to You don't to even have, have to call a, them by name, but you have, right. you have them show up in those leather shirt or in those leather suits with the little yellow X. Everyone's going Everyone's going to know who it is. No one is not going to know. Yeah, and again, as soon as you see people with, like, mutant powers in this universe, that opens the door to whatever they want to do from there. However many of them they want to bring in, and whatever guys they want to bring them in, again, whether it's somebody who has played the character in the past, or a brand new version of that character, whether it's uh, characters we've seen in other movies, or characters that haven't really been given their due, it opens that door up to whatever... You know, whatever I think the links are definitely possible. You don't want to erase the history like something with like the Fantastic Four because right. those are there are so many good parts to what was established yeah. in the Fox X Men movies, and there are so many people to to those things are beloved. Right, like to me, like in all honesty, I still watch the Deadpool movies, Logan. Yeah, I, I will go. We can turn on X Two United right now. Yes. And I will just be thoroughly engrossed because it's that good. Yeah. Uh, not just a comic book movie, uh, right. a movie. And I think tying into this, but all the groundwork was set for it not to matter, the iterations that show up. Mm-hmm. Because Days of Future Past, Days of Future Past, I recall, <laughs> set the precedent that things can change. The timeline is right. valuable. Yep. And Loki 
did that too with the whole right. time period. Yep. Show that things can change. The multiverse exists. Yeah. How this comes together, when it comes together, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be as long as people think it is. And yeah. for my money, this kind of surprise isn't the kind of thing they've been able to do since Samuel L. Jackson showed up as Nick Fury at the end of I. Right. Exactly. They're going to be able to have the same kind of holy crap moment. Yes. That they have not been able to have since that. Right. And, and I think that's what they're looking and for. And any of the lapsed fans who have kind of like fallen away from Marvel and from X-Men, they'll know as soon as it happens because there will be a bunch of posts online. People will be going, you won't believe what happened. You know, like, we can't tell you, but like, you won't believe, like, oh my gosh, the, there's a, you know. There's going to be a lot a of like magic mic gifts or, or you know, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah there's going to be people, I mean, of course it's the internet and, and the internet is awful. So there's going to be a ton of people just blatantly spoiling yes. it. But if you're like me and you do a, a decent job of kind of blocking those kind of people out, you will still see, oh my gosh, see this movie, don't, you know, stay past the end credits or, you know, you won't believe what happens in the third act of this movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's going to be the way that they're going to kind of draw people back in. But yeah, like you said, it, you know, I feel like uh, the next Spider-Man and certainly um, the next uh, Doctor Strange are very much invested in kind yeah. of toying with that idea of the multiverse. And I don't necessarily think we'll see it in either of those movies. No. But... But soon after. Yes. Because here's the question. They've the seed. They've got that idea yeah. out there. It's going to... It's got to pay off at some point. It does. Because... And I think now we've answered this. How do we add the X-Men to the MCU? We don't have to. Right. They are now there. Yeah. It's just a question of when are they going to pop up. Yeah, when are they going to be acknowledged as being in this universe, essentially? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily acknowledgement, but rather when are they going to show up to save the day. Right. To when then they just appear. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know what movie it's going to be in, but I, I definitely think it's going to come... Sooner than later, yeah. Probably, probably like 2024, 2025. Yeah, because we'll be by that point. We're going to be beyond the uh, groundswell. These the the story building right. films that have been coming out. All the ground building will be done. Kind of the the the, the world, you know, establishing all of the the elements that are needed. That'll be done by that. Multiverse, point. time travel. Right. Everything is there. The X Men exist. It's just a question of when are we going to see them. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you on behalf of myself and my partner here, TJ. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Film Ironic Podcast. Make sure that you check out. Uh, us on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, yep. everywhere you get your podcasts on YouTube. Uh, like us, follow us, never miss a thing. Right. Check the out the dot com. Oh, yes. Film Ironic. Film Ironic. Com. Com. You can get all our stuff there, as well as stay up to date on just things that we find interesting. Yeah. Uh, that we like to report on. Exactly. Uh, there's features, there's podcasts, there's trailers, everything you need, your entertainment hub on the internet. That's right. Good night, folks. Good night.